In this week's Parsha, Parsha's Va'ira, we learn of the first seven Makos, the first seven plagues that Hashem visited on the Mitzrayim and the Egyptians, which ultimately, in next week's Parsha, after an additional three, leads to the full UCS Mitzrayim, the Exodus, the redemption of Klal Yisrael of Mitzrayim. When um, in the Haggadah that we say on Pesach by the Seder, of course, we talk about the plagues, the Makos, and there's a very interesting uh, debate that it's written, that, that we read in the Haggadah. The, the Haggadah says that Rabbi Eliezer says that every one of the plague was really made up of four. Even though we talk about the ten plagues, but he says really there were forty. Each one was really made up of four components. Rabbi Akiva, another one of the sages of the Mishnah, says no. Each one of the plagues, each one of the Makis was really made up of five. So that really, if we read about ten Makis, there was really fifty. And the Haggadah doesn't explain what is the four and what is the five? What's the deeper meaning of that interesting debate? Whether every maka was made up of four or every maka was really made up of five. The commentators explain, or at least one of the explanations is, based on the concept that everything in this world is really made up of four elements. There's the elements of esh, ruach, mayim, and offer, uh, fire, water, ear, and uh, ground or dirt. And everything is made up of those four elements. And therefore they say, when Rabbi Eliezer said that every plague was really made up of four, what he was saying is that the plague didn't just aff affect and smite, so to speak, the um, Mitzrayim, the e Egypt and everything within it on the surface, but it actually permeated to every one of the elements. That everything was plagued, every aspect of Egypt was plagued, every element of every article was plagued. So that's what he means that everything, that every plague was made up of four, because it didn't just plague the surface, but it really permeated every one of the elements. That's Rabbi Eliezer's opinion, that every plague was made up of four. Rabbi Akiva adds and says, no, every plague was made up of five. What's the, what's the significance of five? So in addition to the four elements, there's the very essence of something that's even deeper than the elements. In fact, it's called the quintessence. The quint, the word quintessence, quint is number five. It comes from the old Latin and it means the number five, which is deeper even than the four elements. So Rabbi Akiva said that the plagues that smote Mitzrayim, the Egyptians and everything in Egypt, didn't only permeate the four elements of everything in Egypt, but even deeper, the very essence, the quintessence of, er of everything was also smitten by those plagues, by those makis. Now what's the deeper idea behind that debate? If the plagues smote uh, the four elements or even the very quintessence of everything. So what they're really arguing about is how deeply the, the evil, the impurity, the unholiness affected Egypt. In other words, the plagues had to smite, had to break the unholiness, the spirit of tumah, of unholiness that, that pervaded Egypt. So if Rabbi Yezer is saying that every plague had to smite the four elements, he was saying that the unholiness permeated the four elements of Egypt. And Rabbi Akiva said even more so, that the unholiness in Egypt was so powerful that even the essence was affected, the quintessence, and that's why the plagues had to plague, had to smite even that, even that quintessence, and that's why every plague was made up of five. The Rebbe shows us how this debate plays itself out even in a very interesting halachic question that relates to Pesach. Of course, the plagues led to Yisias Mitzrayim, which gives us the yumt of the holiday of Pesach. On Pesach, we have the prohibition of eating chametz. 
eating the leavened bread, anything that's leavened on Pesach, on Pesach is totally forbidden. But it's not just forbidden like many other things that are unkosher, the one is not allowed to eat. It's much deeper than that. When it comes to chametz, it's not only the one is not allowed to eat it, one is not allowed to derive any benefit from the chametz. And even more so, chametz has to be destroyed. There's an actual mitzvah before Pesach to totally remove the chametz from our possession or destroy the chametz, which is unusual even amongst prohibitions of the Torah. And the reason that on Pesach there's this prohibition of eating and, and deriving benefit and even to the, the mitzvah to destroy the chametz is because on Pesach, Chametz is very, very deeply prohibited. In other words, the, the isr, the prohibition, the unholiness is so deep that one may not eat it, one may not derive benefit from it, and one has to actually destroy it. Similar to the idea that the, the, the evil of Egypt was so power, so deep and so um, pervasive in Egypt that every aspect, the four elements, had to be destroyed with the makas. And here we find a fascinating debate when it comes to destroying chametz. How deeply does one require to destroy the chametz? Rabbi Yehuda says in the Mishnah that chametz must be burnt. Ain't beer chametz el The only way to destroy chametz properly is to totally burn it, which is actually the tradition. That's the custom. We burn our chametz before Pesach. The sages argue and they say, you don't must burn the chametz. It's enough if you crush it into a million pieces and throw it into the water, throw it into the ear. That's adequate. What are they arguing about? If chametz has to be burnt or even crushing it and throwing it into the water is enough? So the, the, really the argument is the same one. When you crush something and you throw it to the wind or to the water, you've totally destroyed its form. But you didn't destroy the essence. You didn't remove its essence. It's still there. It's just you can't find it. You can't eat it. You can't derive benefit from it. But you didn't destroy the essence of something by crushing it into a million pieces. When you burned it, you turned it into ashes, you've totally destroyed its essence. So really the argument about chametz, the destruction of chametz, mirrors the argument of the, of the um, depth of the plagues in Mitzrayim. Does the very essence, is the very essence affected negatively or not? So Rabbi Akiva, who said that every plague was made up of five, he also holds that the chametz actually has to be burnt. Because he says that the, the evil, the unholiness is so deep, it has to be removed at the very essential level. So the plagues had to be made up of five, and the chametz has to actually be burnt. On the other hand, Rabbi Eliezer, who said that the plagues were made up of four, because the four elements have to be, had to be plagued, but not the very essence. When it comes to chametz too, he says, that the destruction doesn't have to be as complete. One doesn't have to actually burn the chametz. On a practical level, what this means for us, when we talk about the destruction of that which is negative, and we talk about especially the concept of Yitzhak Mitzrayim going out of Egypt, and Hasidus always tells us that means on a personal level, where we're able to break out of our boundaries and connect on a deeper and greater level to Hashem, we also have to understand there is connecting to Hashem on a basic level. You know, just being, you know, being okay, doing the right thing, not doing Averis, not doing the wrong thing, which is a big thing, a big deal, but it's basic. When a person wants to connect to Hashem deeper and ever higher and go out of, break out of one boundary and another boundary, another deeper level of leaving Egypt, so it's not just a basic, okay, I'll be good. 
I, I won't do something wrong. But there's something much more, there's deeper, by looking into the details of one personality. Not only the basic, what I did or what one did or what one didn't do, but what about their feelings? What about their intellect? What about their devotion to Hashem on higher and deeper levels? And that's what these ideas teach us. That when it comes to really connecting in a very deep way, in a very thorough way, it's not just about the basic being good, it's going to, the, going to the details, trying to refine oneself, trying to ever more grow and break out of another boundary and come closer to Hashem in an ever deeper and ever greater way. And Hashem should help us. We learn these parshias of going out of Egypt, which is the general Egypt and the general exile, but also work through that on an internal level and be able to go out ever greater and ever deeper of personal limitations and connect to Hashem in a greater and deeper way and to be zeichet to merit very soon geula, redemption on a personal level on a collective level with the coming of Mashiach may it be speedily today have a wonderful Shabbos